Got a young dinosaur lover in the household? Welcome back to Textination. I'm Fred Fishkin. With us from National Geographic Kids is author Stephanie Warren Drimmer. She has a new book titled Jurassic Smarts. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. Great to see you again. And this is a fun little book filled with some wonderful facts and illustrations. Tell us some of the discoveries readers are going to find here. Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, I think people tend to think of uh, dinosaurs as something that's kind of like old news. Um, but we're actually living in sort of a golden age of dinosaur research right now. Um, right now, there's about one new species discovered every two weeks, uh, which is just an incredible pace of scientific research. So there is a lot of new things to learn all the time. And it really does evolve, right? Because our knowledge or what we thought we knew about dinosaurs changes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, pretty much everything that I learned about dinosaurs in school, we now know is wrong. I mean, we thought they were sort of these dumb, lumbering, slow-witted animals. And it, it's really not true. Um, in many ways, they were very intelligent. Um, there's debate about whether they were even cold-blooded. Um, they were very fast, some of them. Um, just uh, They were colorful, which is something we didn't know at all. Um, just basically everything is different than what we thought. And what about, what about the feathers stories that we've been hearing yes. about? Yes, absolutely. So we now know that probably most dinosaurs were feathered, um, including uh, all of the theropods. So those are your two-legged dinosaurs like T-Rex. Um, it's kind of funny, at least to me, to imagine a T-Rex with feathers, but indeed they did have them. Maybe that, that makes them a little less uh, scary looking. Um, but yeah, feathers are a, a huge new area of research. And because of sort of newer technologies, um, like electron microscopes, we're able to discover all kinds of new things about them. We're actually able to peer inside of feathers and see fossilized pigment. So, you know, for pretty much all the history of dinosaur research, we've just been guessing about what colors they were and sort of basing our assumptions on what modern lizards look like. Um, but that's turning out to be totally wrong. Um, uh, electron microscopes have showed us that dinosaurs could be extremely colorful. Um, there was one uh, feathered flying dinosaur, dinosaur um, called the Acornis that was, uh, it had black and white striped wings and like this bright red mohawk on its head. So just totally not what you saw in textbooks when you were a kid. Really wild. I mean, the, the dinosaurs that we tend to think of from when we learned about them, were, they were all green, right? And like you said, plotting Green and along. brown. Yeah. And of course, uh, many of them probably were some more muted colors. Um, they were camouflaged. A lot of them had counter, uh, something called counter shading, which is um, when you think of a shark with like a dark top and white underbelly, um, that helps it camouflage. And a lot of dinosaurs had that sort of coloration too. But like I said, many of them were brightly colored as well. And they are known for being enormous. And, and I guess many were, but what about the small ones? Yeah, the small dinosaurs go under appreciated, don't they? Um, of course, a lot of dinosaurs were huge, but dinosaurs were the dominant animals on our planet for like 100 million years. So they, they roamed from coast to coast in every environment, and they also came in all sizes. Um, 
you know, we can't say definitively what the smallest dinosaur was because we're always discovering new fossils. So that record is always getting broken. Um, but one of the smallest was called Microraptor. Um, you can imagine sort of a crow-sized flying, actually it was a gliding dinosaur. Um, they think that it glided through forests, sort of like a flying squirrel, um, hunting for lizards and small mammals. Uh, but instead of two wings, it glided on four wings. Very, very bizarre. Really, really wild. And what's your take on why we are so fascinated, young and old, with dinosaurs? <laughs> I've thought a lot about this question um, because, it, yeah, it, the fascination just does not die. I, I, I think everybody's interested in dinosaurs, and I've yet to meet a kid who isn't uh, fascinated with dinosaurs. And I think that it has to do with the fact that, you know, we modern humans, um, we have lived for about 200,000 years. So, you know, in that time, we've gone from living in caves to living in skyscrapers. Seems like an enormous length of time. Dinosaurs lived for about 160 million years. That is 800 times longer than we have been around so far. And um, for most of that time, like I said, they were the dominant animals on the planet. And I think that perhaps one of the reasons we think dinosaurs are so interesting is that they lived right where we live now, every corner of our planet. So where you're walking your kid to the bus stop, where you're doing your grocery shopping, um, whether you live in the country or in a big city, dinosaurs walked that land. Um, and I think that is something that is just so cool to think about, you know, not to mention, of course, the fact that some of them were just these absolute monsters that were real life animals. You've been writing about uh, science and nature for kids uh, extensively for some time now. What what are some of the secrets to capturing their attention in this age of screens and video games, challenging for a lot of parents? Yeah, yeah, uh, it is. And I won't pretend to have all of the answers, but I think that maintaining a kid level interest in the world um, is important for me as an author. So I, uh, you know, for something like dinosaurs, it's not hard to get really excited about it um, and dive deep into, into the world of dinosaurs and, and really try to bring it to life for kids. Um, and the way these books are structured, um, so this is a small book, it's about six by six maybe. And the way it's written is that um, you don't have to read it cover to cover. Every page is sort of a standalone experience. So, um, you know, a kid who's really into dinosaurs and a big reader might sit down and read it cover to cover. That's great. You can read it that way. But a kid who's more of a reluctant reader, um, they can pick it up and just open it at random, look for a picture that they find interesting of, you know, like a really ferocious dinosaur, um, read a little bit about it, and then flip to another page and read that. You can sort of put the book down and pick it back up. And um, I think that that style, that format is, is a really good way to keep kids engaged and hopefully help spark something in them that makes them interested in uh, science. Oh, terrific. And congratulations on the success. The book, again, is Jurassic Smarts from NetGeo Kids. Stephanie Warren Drimmer, thank you for spending time with us. Thanks for having me.